Hey, this is Christy, and in a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are the Modern Principal. We're two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, and a bite-sized of PD to tackle on your way to or from school each day. Each week in the pod, we take on a scenario and look at it through scholar, system, and soul. This week, we talk about what to do when you might be feeling like, not my circus, not my monkeys. Thanks for joining us. too soon. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Hi, Karen. Hi, Christy. Thank you for using my intro technique. All right. It's going good. We're still, we're going to class soon. That's exciting. We're taking a law class today. Yeah. We uh, will let you know how it goes. We'll record it, or not record on it, we'll story on it. Yeah, we're pretty excited. I will also say, Christy, this is something I started this week at my school, and I think it's a great thing. Okay. It's just a quick, easy way to get staff to recognize one another. So okay. it's not really witty banter. This is more of like a tip to take. Okay. Is that okay? I'm fine with it. I'll okay. allow it. Okay. So um, I was thinking about a way to get like staff recognition of each other up mm-hmm. and going. So I just put a Google form in my Friday Focus that they can submit like staff shout outs, right? So then each month I'm going to put every name of someone who um, recognize someone and the person they recognize and I'll draw someone for a gift card. Like, oh, fun. And then we've also been announcing two a day over the intercom so students can hear. Oh, I like that, that students get to hear the staff shout-outs, Yep, too. and then we've been putting it on social media. So easy. Win, win, win. That's awesome. Great and idea. I put a system in place because there's no way this year I could keep up with that. So I just asked my tech person, like, hey, can you take the picture every day of the people we recognize? Oh, that's genius. Boom, boom. That's genius. So there you go. It's going really well. At least I think it is. A lot of people are getting recognized for small things, big things, and it's not all coming from me, and it feels really good. Well, way to go. Witty banter here. Witty banter, check. Check. (laughs) Well, we need to say something witty about it. Like, do you have a pun for it? Oh, gosh. You can't ask me that on the spot. Christy doesn't even like puns, really. I do. I just can't make them up. (laughs) Um, I don't think we have any other funny stories, so let's just dive in. Do we have any funny stories? (laughs) I don't. Oh, I know what we could talk about in our witty banter that what? Karen got invited to speak at <laughs> our alma mater. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Um, for a principal preparation program, it was really and last she minute. like brings it up super casually, and I was like, um, I'm sorry. Yes, I. She goes, oh, do you know so and so the professor? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. And um, she goes, well, yeah, he was just talking to me because he asked me to speak and so I'm going to go speak this week and I was like oh okay that was something I shouldn't have said thought we were a I should have that a secret thought we were a package deal but apparently we are not I think he even listens to our podcast and has chosen not to include me so if you're listening I think she'd like the invite sir it's fine it's fine I think this will air after I've already spoken actually He talked to me about it in passing, like verbally, and it did not register. You know how if I don't write it down, it doesn't really happen. Yes. So then I got the reminder email on Monday, like, hey. You're speaking. You're speaking. <laughs> and technically, I didn't tell my husband either, so now we have to find childcare. So, like, I totally blew it on all ends, okay? Um, I, I will go to bat that I probably said something about, you mean Karen and Christy. Yeah. In passing, and it yeah. went in his ear and out the other. Thought we were a package deal. Guess not. Man. Okay. So this week, our scenario, I really like how this person worded it, so I'm going to read it directly from yes. our inbox, and it says, 
This year is my first year as a Title I specialist or instructional coach at a new-to-me school. My new site has tons of severe behaviors and constant staffing issues. Because I'm protected from discipline, my principal is constantly pulled to handle the behaviors, and I get thrown into subbing classrooms, writing subplans, and even covering a whole class's parent conferences, let alone have time to do my actual job. I'm struggling to do it all with a good attitude because I don't feel ownership of this campus. How can I build ownership when catching grenades all day makes me want to say, not my circus, not my monkeys? Love it. So when Christy read this to me, I had to say, is this from my instructional coach? <laughs> I'm very scared right now. I know. I was the same thing because mine's new to my building. I was like, oh, gosh. Maybe maybe ours used a pseudonym. They got in it yeah, together. They collaborated not, and they're like, it's not really Emily. It's really Taylor and Ryan. <laughs> Who's going to tell them? Oh, I mean, okay. So legitimately, Christy and I, ooh, we've been here. And we feel like we probably, our coaches probably feel this. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, clearly I thought mine wrote it. So <laughs> just kidding. Love you, girl. <laughs> Anyways, it, we do try to shield our coaches from discipline. Yes. And shield them from the crises that occur during the day. Right. But sometimes you can't. You can't. I mean, especially right now. I feel like everybody is picking up on a crisis control. Right. If you are an extra adult in the building, you get you have to help with the crises right now. And honestly, I I feel like I don't know about you, but I feel like I've I've done a pretty good job of protecting my classroom teachers from that. Um, but sometimes even your classroom teachers are going to yeah. have to skip a plan time to cover right. or a lunch right. or something and not that you want it to happen, but it happens. Stuff's hard right now. It's really hard. Um, so where do we want to start with this? Where do we want to dive on in? First off, I want to applaud her on the use of catching grenades all day because I really oh, liked that. Oh, yes. Phrase. That's why I was like, we have to read this one exactly mm-hmm. as right. Well done. <laughs> What's her name? Emily? Emily from, we like to do alliteration. Emily from England. Way to go. Way to go, M. I can never do an accent and neither can Christy. We're both horrible at them. Way to go. Cheerio. Okay, so where do we want to start? Let's start with the scholar piece, and you kind of did a lot more with that this week. And by a lot more, um, I mean I read... She read one Gallup poll. (laughs) I read a paragraph of one Gallup poll. Anyways, I read about what an engaged employee would look like, because to me it sounds like Emily from England is not very engaged, um, and is not an engaged employee, because it's not enthusiastic about their work. So an engaged employee is defined as someone who's fully involved, enthusiastic, and acts in a way that furthers their organization's interest. And a Gallup poll said that only 17% of employees are actually engaged by that definition. Okay. In the entire <laughs> workforce, we're talking, not just education. That's rough. That's rough. So what does it mean to be a connected or engaged employee? So this article defined it as someone, your goal is to have connected employees within your building. And that would mean you can see these things happening, and that's how you know that your employees are connected. So employees that will go above and beyond to help everyone will demonstrate positive attitudes, are dedicated to the success of the company, are striving to improve themselves in their work, and spend time with each other collegially and in a fun way. So that's what a connected place looks like. And it's hard to just tell someone to be engaged, right? Right. And so we're going to hopefully give you a few tips to get hopefully to the place of engagement. It is so hard to enter a new building. Right. And it's really hard to enter a new building in your type of a position, Emily, as a coach where you aren't coming in with an automatic team. Right. That can be very, very lonely. Like I know I've been there and it's like everyone else goes out to lunch with like their grade level team or their content team in middle school or high school. And you're like, 
okay, I guess I'll just eat in my office alone. To me, the place that always shows up is when there's like a shower or something at work and everyone's going in on a gift and then you're like, well, my $20 won't go very yep, far on my your, own. Here's your book. Here's some diaper rash cream. Whoops. I don't have a team. I also think that this, that connected employees, things that I said, I think those all go back to the culture. And Christy and I just recorded a pod on culture and we have other ones too, like the if you're walking into a building where you feel like no one is having that, then that probably is saying that there's a lack of culture in your True. building. True. If it's yeah, if it's if it's not just you, uh-huh. a lot of people, then yeah, there's there's definitely a culture concern. And so to me, that would be a place as an instructional coach to start having those conversations with the building leader of like, okay, we've got some culture things we need to work on, and even if it's just you feeling it, it's probably not just you feeling it. Yeah. So that kind of goes right into systems. Um, it does sound like you are doing crisis management. You're catching a lot of grenades right now. And so a couple of things that we would recommend is to truly sit down and talk to your principal about your concerns. Schedule a time. It needs to be a proactive time that you're not going to be interrupted. So it might need to be outside of the school day or maybe even coffee on the weekend. And talk about how you can create structures to help you share in these duties. Mm -hmm. And I think that we both try to create structures in our building so that some of these crises aren't falling all on one person. So for example, could you share being quote unquote on call for emergencies with other non-classroom staff members? So maybe you're on call for emergencies Monday and Wednesdays, and maybe the counselor is on Tuesday, Thursdays, maybe a para is on Fridays. And so you are not hopefully being called from your own duties. You know that you at least have a couple of days to dive deep into your coaching work. Right. Um, The other thing could be um, having an order, like having a priority order of being on call. So maybe the coach is the first person we call um, when we have an emergency. Um, But after we've called on that coach, now we call on the counselor. Um, And then the next person in line is the para. And so over the course of the week when people are subbing, you're not being called first every day. Maybe somebody else is being called. Right, and it just sounds like a lot of those systems of um, behavior management and crisis management just probably need to be put in place or strengthened. Um, Or maybe even sometimes principals like to be superheroes. And so maybe you could have that critical conversation about, like, what systems do we need to put in place so that you're not always called out for behavior? Mm-hmm. Um, because I could, I need some help in the PLCs, um, or I need some help so that I can do this part and you do that part. And very few principals want to deal with behavior crises all day. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I also, like, as you were saying that, I also thought a little bit about your role as the Title I instructional coach is already a little blurry to me. Mm-hmm. Like, are you? I think that it would do you well to sit with your principal and really define, because you're really frustrated because you feel like you're not doing your duties. But I'm not sure with the title of title specialist, instructional coach, that it's clear what your duties are. Yeah. Um, Because they're all over the place. Are you pulling groups for reading interventions? Are you teaching reading to teachers? Are you coaching? Like, Are you sitting in collaboration and PLCs? Because some of the emergency things that, that you're getting stuck doing do further instruction in your building. And it might not look the way you want it to look right now, but you are moving that ball forward. And so talking to your principal about the vision for the role and mm-hmm. what he or she would really like, like what's, what is the vision? What's the ideal for your position? And then step backwards to work. How do we get to that vision? Right. And, and apart for me from the soul side might not be, Christy and I both have different soul sides on this, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So my side is kind of blunt and it may not be the nicest way to say it, but like, 
some of the things you're doing are things that have to get done for the instructional welfare of the kids. And I would, as a principal, prefer that my instructional coach is writing set plans than or a para. True. Um, or that, like, the grade-level team, I want them to be focusing on ABC right now because that's new. I need them to be focusing on teaching phonics in fourth grade because these kids have massive gaps. And so I can't add writing subplans on their plates. So you might just have to look at the lens of the extra jobs you're being asked to do and say they are still for the benefit of these students. We are still moving students forward. Yep. And it's not what I want it to be doing, but it's the, it's the third year of a pandemic. Nothing's what we want to be doing. Absolutely. And so putting that in a little bit of a frame of mind that everybody is doing jobs they don't normally do Absolutely. this year. Also, going back to system, there are so many systems you can put in place for subplans. Absolutely. So many. Making sure that every single person has emergency subplans with copies already made that you can hand over to a sub in the case of an emergency. Yep. Um, you can be using grade level plan time to knock it out and maybe you're you're separating it um, amongst a group of people rather than one. One. But my sole part was, for one, been there, done that. Definitely been a new instructional coach. For definitely sure. had to catch fires um, that I wasn't necessarily prepared to do. Um, and so my advice is to be positive, even if it's fake for right now, um, because every single day is a job interview. And if you're a coach right now, it's likely that you have um, aspirations to move forward in coaching or move forward in administration or move to the district level. Um, and so every day is a job interview. And if this isn't the job for you right now, you're going to have to fake it until you make it and have a plan to exit at an appropriate time. Um, and I mean, that's so, real talk. Real it's real talk. talk. Yeah. And so because you don't want to, def you definitely don't want to be seen as the person who is like, oh, not willing. I'm that person's not willing to put in their fair share. That person's not willing to be flexible. So you might have to do it for a year, and maybe it's not for you. But sometimes too, faking it till you make it means that you really are making it. Yeah. <laughs> and you might find yourself investing even more. Right. And a lot of the research that we've read about change and from the one and only Doug Reeves that we quoted a lot on our last pod is that like one of the ways to bring change to a building's culture, and it sounds like there might be a little bit of that needed, is to be doing the grunt work with everyone else. And like your principal is obviously in the trenches with discipline and with student behaviors. And it sounds like you're in the trenches with instruction and not the glamorous part of instruction. But I think we've all we all recognize that this year isn't the year that we're going to move our building tremendously forward with new instructional initiatives. We just don't have, the, our teachers don't have the capacity to grow exponentially on their instructional, I mean, am I wrong? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. We have all new curriculums and reading and math. Oh gosh, oh gosh. So they'll get it. <laughs> I mean, they're doing it. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But like teachers are also at their at their limit and so you just being in the trenches with them is one of the greatest ways to start to feel like hey this is my circus sadly these are my monkeys <laughs> and so christy's thing of like being positive like you make your own weather so just be the change start small one of the ways to really do that to me is like start building recognition of one another because mm -hmm. that'll help you feel connected the more you're praising each other the more you're um having a system for recognition in place the more it'll start to feel like okay this isn't our remember, ideal circus but we're in yep. it together and remember you can be that change you don't have to wait for permission from the principal to recognize staff members to yep. make things more meaningful than they are yep. to set up a happy hour for the staff to you know to pull right. 
to pull a group of kids for lunch someday. Right. Um, and get to know them better. And if I had if I had a guess, I would say the principal's pretty knee deep in trying to put in some systems for behavior right now because it sounds like that's pretty significant. So perhaps you propose a system like Christy was saying for subbing or for on call and give that to your administrator and see if they want to get that going. Do it. You got this. All right, from the desk of the modern principal. Okay, so this is a little harsh quote, but it's supposed to be thought-provoking. I just hopped in. Thought-provoking quotes when I don't like my job. Okay. <laughs> so this says, don't complain about your job. If you hate it, quit. If there's something wrong with it, find a way to fix it. If it's a good job, be grateful for it. If you want more out of your job, make it happen. Be diplomatic about it and make it your dream job. Or, if that's not working, leave. What? Yes. And you might not be able to leave right at this moment, and no one is suggesting that. Um, but yeah, we, please don't but leave. What we, we, need do, be, we need people in yes, the building. Yes, we really do. But what we do encourage you to do is, is try to be positive while you're there. Make the best of it while you're there and figure out a way to do that. Yep. All right. That's all we all got. Right. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principal. You can find more at themodernprincipal.com. Whoa, whoa. Bye. Bye.